What's good? We are here. Agent Talk Podcast. <clears throat> We're back. I haven't put on an episode in a little over a week. It's probably the longest time span I've gone without putting it on an episode, and we will discuss why that is. Um, but I'm excited to be back on the pod. For those that are on the YouTube, you can see the left side of my face is a little swollen. Uh, I had to get two cavities filled, which is partly a reason why I have not recorded episode as of late. Uh, but that's why my cheek is swollen. Okay, right here, as you can see. Uh, so first, let's just give a life update. Uh, today is, you know, it's the beginning of August. How crazy is that? It is the beginning of August. <clears throat> Where has the year gone? Where has the year gone? 2020, man, what a year. Uh, but maybe three weeks ago, one, AC went out. Our AC went out. Middle of summer, AC went out. Two days, no AC. The thermostat is reading 98 degrees in the house. Okay, so AC went out. Then for about two weeks, I had this ringing headache that would come about mm, 9.30 every morning for two weeks, go away maybe 4 p.m. Uh, daily. End up having what the doctors call sinusitis. Uh, not sure what that is. Sinus infection has sinusitis. Ended up getting, before that, you know, got COVID testing. Wasn't sure if I was dehydrated. Ended up getting an IV. And it ended up being a sinus infection. Had me out of the gym. Had me hurt. Had me uh, crying out to God. God, what is going on with me? Because I had no idea. Um, but getting better now. Uh, you know, but, you know, in that time, went to the dentist. Found out I had three growing cavities. So I needed to get all three of those filled. Uh, so just a, you know, a, a slight check to the wallet. Uh, in regards to that, took chance. Chance had something growing on his paw. Ended up being uh, this tumor he had growing on his paw. The veterinarian was saying it could be cancerous and that they had to get it tested. Thank the Lord that it came back benign and it was not cancerous. Um, but that was a, you know, another $1,000 hit to the pocket, getting that procedure done. And just all of these things, you know, the uncertainty going on with the NFL, with the college football season, I think that, you know, has been some added stress for myself as well, just some full transparency. So just a lot going on in life, you know, it's just been one of those years I was telling the guys, you know, uh, you know, none of us are immune to the coronavirus. And what I mean by that is we might not all get the coronavirus, uh, you know, physically. However, just by what it is, uh, it's affected every single person's world that I know, whether that's your career that was affected, your job, your marriage got affected, maybe your child who was going to school, maybe your child's life got affected, your parents' life, your hobbies, whatever it might be. I don't know a single person's who, person whose life has not been affected by this coronavirus. You know, and so it's just, it's been a type of year, you know, but it's a year of growth. You know, one thing about 2020, a uh, few people have spoken on this. This was something that I believe God was telling me, you know, 2020 is a year of vision. And it's been a year that a lot has been revealed to those that are paying attention. Uh, <clears throat> so, you know, that's kind of where we are. Uh, my wife, Lydia, I've been trying to get her on here for the podcast. Hopefully we'll be able to record another episode of Heart Check next few days. Um, she's a superstar, super mom, 
she's just, you know, with Roman for about, like I said, two weeks. I just really couldn't physically do much to help, you know, in regards to him. And she just, you know, her mom came in town and Liz just took it upon herself. She's like, I got the house. You know, I'm taking care of this baby. I'm taking care of the house. I'm taking care of my mom and I'm taking care of my husband. And she's just been incredible. She's amazing. Uh, I could not say anything. You know, I cannot speak more highly of my wife. She's just unbelievable. And I just tell tell men, you know, being able to have a wife is such a blessing, especially one that is really seeking, one that is selfless, one that uh, just wants to serve. You know, it's just, it's unbelievable. Uh, and I just pray that I never take her for granted. But she's just, she's awesome. She really is. Uh, so there's that, you know, Roman, Roman's almost four months, uh, Roman's growing strong, growing big, he's about 20 pounds now, his next appointment is next week, uh, you know, so he's just, he's, he's awesome, I'll be coming out with a video probably on the YouTube of him just laughing, and he's just brought so much joy to our lives, uh, so much peace to our lives, you know, I, he's just, I, I envision him now, you know, just giggling, and he's just, it's so awesome being able to hear people say, oh, he's such a happy baby. And, you know, to be able to create a space for him where you just have this creation to, you know, he just laughs and smiles all day long, except, you know, when he's hungry or he's tired. Um, and it's just awesome to see, you know, he's talking now, I'm not saying words, but just he's found his voice and he's just, <clears throat> you know, just saying different things. And it's just, it's unbelievable, you know, just seeing him grow. I love being a dad. People ask me, I got a few friends of mine whose wives are pregnant, and I just tell them, you know, if you take it daily, if you stay connected with your wife, it is just fascinating to me. Um, you know, it's made me love my wife more. <clears throat> I, I tell people, the first three weeks rough, were rough for me and Roman. I had a lot of resentment because of how much time he was spending with my wife, but since then, you know, I just, I'm over the moon when I hold him uh, until my arms get tired, you know, but it's just, it's amazing. I, I love being a dad. I love being a husband. And there's, I guess that's that. Uh, aside from that, you know, this is Agent Talk. I wanted to be more intentional about putting out, you know, more agent-related content, especially as we go through, the, you know, the rest of the summer. Uh, and I want to just take some time to talk about summer scouting. So basically, you know, early in the spring, we start putting together our list, our list for the 2021 draft. <clears throat> and just based through Twitter, YouTube, statistics, ESPN, looking at all conference lists, just a variety of things, we start putting together our big board, you know, just different names based on the tape, based on reports, whatever. And you start getting ready for the draft. You know, that's a big, to me, that's a big part of being an agent, especially um, when you're running it by yourself, for the most part, is the scouting. You know, and this year has actually been the first year where I've gone outside of myself to get um, just different uh, scouting resources to be able to add to my network, to get different opinions on guys and whatnot. That's been very beneficial. But in short, you know, you're starting out with this list of just a variety of guys, uh, all different positions. And the goal for me from basically the end of January through really December is you try to narrow that list down from 250 to 300 guys maybe three, four, or five guys. And how do we do that? You know, for me, it starts with the tape. I watch film on all of our guys. You know, this is a question. I did a Q&A recently on my Instagram, and that's really what, I guess, prompted me to go through this is, you know, just come into the reality, like trying to get more transparency. 
So, you know, you're looking at 200 some guys that you found, you added into this list based on whatever. And first thing for me is I got to watch the tape. And when I watch the tape, I don't mean just watching highlights. That's an error I'd made early on in my career is I would just watch highlights. But all guys are good, you know, in their highlights. And so really watching full games, watching them against higher competition, you know, keeping in mind who they're playing against. Uh, you know, and, and that to me is the first check mark is when I watch the tape, do I see a guy that I believe in? that he can play at the next level. Like for me, that's the very first question I ask. Uh, I think a lot of agents, there's nothing wrong with it, but can be become dependent on scouts with teams and getting these national lists and things of that nature. And for me, you know, I just want, if I'm going to be convicted enough where I want to recruit this guy to sign him, I need to be able to watch him play and be like, okay, you know, he can play. And that's what someone had asked me, you know, do I believe my experience as a collegiate athlete or especially a full player has helped me in recruiting. And I said, no, but I think where it has helped me is in the scouting because I believe I know ball, you know, and so I don't really have to depend too much on someone else's opinion. Um, but again, I do have resources around me that I can't lean on. So that's the first part, uh, you know, from there is following the guy, following my Instagram, going to the website, team's website. What does it say about him? Is there, are there any articles on him online? Has he been arrested? Has he been suspended? Is he a team captain? Um, what's his family life like? Finding out background information, uh, you know, things of that nature. Trying to paint a picture of who is this person and who are the people around that person, uh, you know. And then really from there is the dialogues, reaching out, having these conversations, uh, you know, talking to guys, pitching yourself, telling your story, asking questions. And from there, you really just gain a feel. You know, for me right now, I say we reached out overall just through Instagram, Twitter, text, call, maybe. 100 guys, at least, I would say, probably even more. Uh, you know, certain guys don't respond or guys respond, but, you know, stop texting you back, whatever it might be, and that's fine. I would say getting to the phone call, i say we maybe talked with 30, 30 guys, I would say, for this draft class thus far on the phone and, then you know, had these discussions. I will say right now we're at a point where, uh, you know, for us, if we had to present, have our final presentation to guys right now, uh, all 30, and then they had to choose who they're signing with. If that was today, I think maybe 10 plus, I would, and I could be overshooting it, I think would we'll say yes. Uh, and I think that just comes through increased uh, belief in our plan. I believe our strategic plan from the marketing perspective, from the combine training, from just a variety of different angles, I think we just improved so much. Um, but we'll see what that's like. And that's why we have these conversations now is, you know, there's guys that might show interest now. You might got 30 guys right now that are showing interest. But it comes to, you know, December after the next four months, certain things happen, you know, maybe on the field, off the field, maybe just through relationship, certain guys fall off. Uh, they go with other agencies and what, you know, from what was 30, again, you might end up with three, four, five, which is awesome, which is amazing. You know, for me, it's really just trying to narrow it down and say, okay, look, you know, we're at a point now where truly for me, Scotty Washington and Sterling Hoffer to set the tone. And when I met with them, we met one time. I met once with both of them. It wasn't this whole year of recruiting. I met once with both of them. We talked about the plan, talked about my story, what I believe what the vision is. And they both said yes from one meeting. And that to me really was like, okay, I don't really need to do as much of this quote unquote recruitment if the plan that I present to these guys and to their families, if it makes sense and they don't say yes to something that just flat out makes sense, it is what it is, you know, and I've just got to that point. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Again, setting up a few Zoom calls, sort of certain conversations with these guys, um, and then just seeing what, what we can make shake, but I'm excited for sure. 
know, it's crazy. I feel like we just got done with the draft, which we did, you know, in April. And it just feels like it's just been this one long season and we're already back to recruit for the next class. So, you know, I'll keep you all updated for sure. But aside from that, that's really all I got. Um, one thing, I guess, a, a touching point, a final, I guess, a parting point, I would say, is I was lifting with the guys this morning. And one thing that came to mind is we really have to be able to have conversations with the other side, okay? You know, we're living in a time uh, in the world where there's a lot of people on the left and a lot of people on the right. There's a lot of people that's going this way, a lot of people that's going that way, and which is fine. And, but we really have to be able to put ourselves in an opportunity and in a state and in a space where we're able to hear the other side. Uh, you know, for me, I'll, I'm a big believer that if you have two truths out there, the actual truth is somewhere in the middle. And whether it's Republican, Democrat, whether it's white, black, whether it's rich or poor, whether it's this or that, you know, the truth and what will really bring us progress is always somewhere in the middle. That's just the reality. And the only time and the only way we can get there is if we're able to hear each other out, be able to have conversations, be able to listen to each other. And I realize that that's a big issue that a lot of people have is, you know, if you don't, if you're not all in on everything that group A is all about, then automatically you're the enemy. And for me, it's like that we can't, we can't live like that. You know, we, we have to be able to listen to each other. We have to be able to hear each other. And that's the only way we'll be able to understand each other. You know, we have to be able to listen to each other's perspectives, game perspective, not always think that we're right, which we do, that we do that constantly, not always think that we're right, but we're like, just simple things, you know, being able, like I said, just to have a conversation with each other. Uh, so that's all I got. Um, Joshua Grady here. I want to start building a rhythm again. That's getting back to it, get some more discipline back on here and putting out more, you know, interviews, uh, more product, more value, bring more value to the table. Uh, so if you got anything from this message, you know, any questions, hit me up on the grab at Agent Grady underscore at Agent Talk. Uh, we're on YouTube at Agent Talk Podcast. Again, we'll be coming out with a video with Lil Roman. So if you're listening to this on audio, go ahead and subscribe over to the YouTube as well. If you want to see the little fellow, don't have to, no pressure. Uh, you know, if you're listening on the audio, please give us a five-star review if you think this is five-star quality. Uh, aside from that, I'm out.